Welcome to Prep Talk, the emergency management podcast. Find out what you need to know about preparedness, get all the latest tips from experts in the field, and learn what to do before the next disaster strikes. From the emergency management department in the city that never sleeps, here are your hosts, Omar Bourne and Allison Panisi. Hello, everyone. Thank you for listening. I'm Omar Bourne. And I'm Allison Panisi. And you are our listeners. And as always, we thank you for joining us. We want you to come back as often as you can. So feel free to listen to Prep Talk on your favorite podcast provider. You can also follow us on social media, on our Twitter at NYC Emergency MGT, Facebook, Instagram, and much more. Allison, 2020 is just days away and there is no other place to ring in the new year like New York City. That's right, Omar. Every year as the clock nears midnight on December 31st, the eyes of the world turn to the crossroads of the world, New York City. As we celebrate the new year, have you ever wondered who is responsible for this dazzling event in New York City? Oh, we have the answer for you, but you know we got to tease it before we dive in. It is time for the Situation Report, the latest news in the emergency management field. Here's your Prep Talk Situation Report. All right, it's the Situation Report. Let's get started. So the city of New Orleans recently was hit with a cyber attack. Phishing attempts and suspicious activity were detected on the city's network. So the New Orleans Office of Homeland Security and Emergency Preparedness said in a series of tweets that about six hours after technician investigators detected what they called a cybersecurity incident, the city's information technology department began powering down servers and city computers as a precaution. New Orleans Mayor LaToya Cantrell declared a state of emergency for the city and said that while ransomware was detected, no ransom has been demanded in the cyber attack. Thank you, Allison. Uh, Another story for you. Now, the Federal Communications Commission, or FCC, announced that it has enhanced the wireless emergency alerts. Those are the loud tones that you receive on your mobile phones before an emergency. So some of the uh, improvements that have been made include geographic accuracy. Uh, Local officials can now send messages to a specific affected area without reaching unaffected communities. You can also now send longer messages. Officials can now send messages with 360 characters. That has increased from what used to be 90 characters. And messages are also now available in Spanish. Now, the expansion also includes a new class of alerts called public safety messages for officials to convey recommendations for saving lives or property such as the location of emergency shelters after a disaster. For more information about wireless emergency alerts, or WIAs as we like to call them, you can visit FCC.gov. These improvements are going to be important for emergency managers uh, to warn and protect the public. Uh, We are happy that those are in place. Absolutely. Thanks, Omar. So if you're looking to make a New Year's resolution to be prepared in 2020, you're in luck. New York City Emergency Management has released its annual Resolve to be Ready calendar. Now, it's filled with regular reminders broken out into small, simple steps, and the calendar can help you work preparedness into your schedule throughout the year. So you can check out all the tips by visiting nyc.gov forward slash emergency management. And that is the Situation Report. Still to come, we will be talking with Tom Harris from the Times Square Alliance, the organization in charge of the New Year's Eve celebration in Times Square, 
And we will also chat with Kevin Clark from New York City Emergency Management about the interagency coordination associated with this event. But first, here is a public service announcement from New York City Emergency Management and the Ad Council. Your daughter doesn't want to talk about why her room is a horrible mess. Your son doesn't want to talk about why he's wearing mismatching socks. Your spouse doesn't want to talk about their bad haircut. Families don't have to talk about everything, but they should talk to plan for an emergency. Pack basic supplies in a go bag, water, canned food, flashlights, batteries, medical supplies, IDs, and some cash. Talk about where you'll meet in case you lose one another. And of course, don't forget to pack the dog treats. Talk to your family and make an emergency plan. Go to nyc.gov slash readyny or call 311 to make your family's emergency plan. Brought to you by New York City Emergency Management and the Ad Council. You're listening to Prep Talk, the emergency management podcast. You are listening to Prep Talk and we are back. Joining us for this episode are Tom Harris. Senior Vice President for the Times Square Alliance, and Kevin Clark, Operations Manager at New York City Emergency Management. Gentlemen, thank you for joining us. Thanks for having us. Thanks, Oma. So let's get right into it. Tom, how did the Times Square Alliance get started? The Times Square Alliance was started in 1992. Uh, It was formed by a group of property owners and theater owners with the mission of making Times Square clean, safe, and fun. And today we exist to improve and promote Times Square. Let's talk a little bit about the the massive, spectacular event that is New Year's Eve. What goes into those plans and when does that planning begin? Well, we plan ahead of time for all of our events. And I think for this for this current event, we started back in early December with probably four meetings uh, with other city agencies. Uh, we work very closely with the NYPD, who is the incident commander. And in this event, uh, that's shared responsibilities with TSA, the Times Square Alliance. So there's a partnership there to begin with that is also supported by multiple agencies. There's nearly uh, 15 other agencies that are involved at the state and federal level and local level. We work with all those agencies on a regular basis. And for an event, it means we ramp up what we normally do on a daily basis. So we're bringing uh, additional staff and resources into the event, planning for that. We'll have staff at the NYPD Joint Operations Center uh, for the day. And all of that is to bring coordination and fulfill our role as a coordinating element for the incident commander uh, for events and for emergency response. The Alliance has, has a great uh, team of talented events. And we also have a, a strong partnership with One Times Square and Countdown Entertainment. We work closely with the Mayor's Office of Citywide Events, with the Emergency Management, Kevin and and his team, the NYPD, um, the Department of Sanitation, the Department of Transportation. We've already started to make changes for 2021. So so in in short, we're working on two New Year's Eves at once. We always strive to make it it a better experience Mm -hmm. for the people who come to Times Square and the billion people who watch it worldwide. So we've talked about this behind the scenes coordination, um, you know, with between the Times Square Alliance, with city agencies and different partners. The Times Square Alliance also works closely with the NYPD uh, to ensure there is a robust security plan in place. So can you talk to our listeners about what those steps look like? 
Sure. Events like this are always a high security concern and safety always comes first. Mm -hmm. It's important to understand that this is a live television event in front of a live audience on a workday in the middle of Times Square where offices and businesses and Broadway is, is open. Planning and coordination are the only way that we could, we could be successful. We have regular meetings with the New York City Police Department with emergency management, and we look to communicate with our, our businesses and our stakeholders to make sure that they know what's going on, that they can have their own plans, and they can communicate that to their visitors and to their patrons who come. The different businesses have communication plans, uh, and, and they get that word out to them. They have direct communication with us throughout the night, mm-hmm. and we have direct communication with the incident command post of the NYPD. And you mentioned that you're really planning for two events in one year. And when we had Macy's on a couple of episodes ago, they said the same thing. You know, they're planning uh, the Thanksgiving parade, not only for the year, but for the upcoming year. So there's a lot that goes into planning of these massive, spectacular, special events that people might not see. You know, the Times Square New Year's Eve event isn't the only event that you guys have. There are events that lead up to the day as well. Uh, The Wishing Wall is there. There's Good Riddance Day. So tell our listeners a little bit more about these pre-events that really lead up to the big celebration. So beginning just before Thanksgiving, Mm -hmm. our show globes go out into Times Square, and they're they're basically snow globes with Broadway shows in it. And they're going to exist throughout throughout the New Year's Eve event. Uh, we have our confetti wishing wall that shows up in the beginning of of December. We had the numerals that arrived and were mm-hmm. tested uh, in in Times Square, and then they go to the top of one Times Square to be installed. Uh, we have Good Riddance Day, which is on December twenty eighth, and uh, that's a that's a time. Uh, where people can share their bad memories from 2019, <laughs> cleanse themselves for the new year, uh, and we encourage people to smash things and to to get rid of get all their frustrations of 2019 out uh, and take those bad memories from the past. And in Times Square, we shred and smash them. Mm-hmm. Then we have a confetti test on the 29th, uh, just to make sure that the confetti goes down and see how the wind is in Times Square and where the actually the confetti ends up. Uh, followed by a ball test on the 30th at noon, and then game day is the 31st. Allison, good riddance day. Is that something that you're participating in, get rid of all the bad memories for 2019? I actually like the idea of just going somewhere and being able to smash things just to (laughs) vent out the frustration. I mean, you already have the unofficial holiday of Festivus, so I think that the fact that we have something official in New York City where people can go and say farewell, and you know what? We're also entering a new decade, and I still can't get over the fact that 2020 is a new decade, Right. so it's another uh, exciting time to participate in Good Britain's Day. And where could people uh, go to find out more information about the pre-events? You could go to our website, www.tsq.org, and there's a full list of events on, on the website. That's great to know. I can't, I can't end this without saying Festivus for the rest of us. Yes. <laughs> Shout out to Seinfeld. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we've talked about pre-events, New Year's Eve preparations, and then the greatest show, the big show, New Year's Eve. Where are the best places for people to view the ball drop? There are plenty of great places to view the ball drop in Times Square and then north of Times Square on 7th Avenue and Broadway. Visitor uh, viewing starts at 43rd Street. 
and it goes up to 59th Street, and at times it's on 59th Street, and we have jumbotrons if, if you happen to be on 59th Street. So do you recommend people get there early? I mean, we've talked about this for a lot of big planned events that you should arrive early if you really want to have the best view. Um, do you have any recommendations for people who are visiting, who are going to be attending? It's it's always important to have a plan, look at the weather, and to to mm-hmm. to come dressed accordingly, and mm-hmm. to uh, to to know how long you're going to be there. You're going to be screened and screened by the New York City Police Department, and you're going to go into a viewing area, and you're not going to be able to leave. So whenever you get there, you just have to be prepared to stay there until after midnight, uh, depending on the weather. Uh, that is when people come. I start my day at 4 a.m., and there are people out there waiting uh, for the event at 4 a.m. Wow. Those are committed people. Yes, People are. are committed to the new year, which, I mean, I, I applaud you. I don't know if I would be able to do that, but I applaud you. <laughs> I, I mean, it's, it's a once-in-a-lifetime experience uh, for a lot of people who come from, from near and far to see this, and it is a spectacular event. Uh, and I'm glad, Tom, that you spoke about the weather. Uh, last year was a rainy year. Um, we noticed. Yeah. <laughs> yes, we did. Uh, Kevin, what weather protocols are in place? And Tom kind of touched on advice, but to reiterate, what advice do you have uh, for spectators to ensure their safety? Well, uh, first of all, pay attention to your weather products. Uh, we work directly with the National Weather Service, and we have a meteorologist on staff here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that'll help us uh, address the public recommendations for uh, clothing and, and you know what's, what's going to actually happen for the weather on, on New Year's Day. But dress appropriately. It's a public, uh, voluntary attended event. So a lot of the things that we would normally do to advise people about cold weather alerts and, mm-hmm. and that sort of thing, uh, we understand that people come out in the winter and, you know, dress appropriately and, and enjoy a public event. Keep yourself well protected with uh, with weather gear. If it's raining, you know, something to, to fend off the rain. If it's uh, cold, obviously put on the layers. Yeah. And uh, and that's that's really the, you know, we'll be looking at the weather forecast coming up and we'll be working with Times Square Alliance on, on all of that in terms of our messaging. So we've talked about, you know, arriving early, um, ensuring that you're dressed appropriately for the weather. Now, my question is access for those with people with disabilities. Are there um, special entry points um, for those who may have mobility issues, um, others with disabilities, access or functional needs? Yes, there are. Uh, there's an ADA viewing location on 44th Street and Broadway, and uh, anyone can access this by going to 44th Street and 6th Avenue, and they will be escorted down to the to the viewing location. That's it, fantastic. It, it is important to arrive early. Great. Uh, now, Kevin, uh, you talked about messaging, and I know last year New York City Emergency Management teamed up with the Times Square Alliance uh, for a short code where people can sign up to get all the important alerts that they need for this event. Uh, are we doing that again this year? And if so, uh, what is the short code? Yeah, we're definitely doing that again. Uh, the short code for this year, if you're interested, is to text New Year's Eve to 692692, and that'll register you for our special event messaging for this event. Uh, they'll repeat next year. We'll keep that convention each year. But uh, for this year, just uh, register there. And the kind of information we're going to have on that is coming out of our regular process, uh, Notify NYC and all of the other uh, approved qualified messaging that comes from NYPD. Uh, we're working currently with Times Square Alliance to develop uh, some select messaging uh, that we're going to 
put out to our respective applications and, and messaging services. So we have essentially joint messaging. Mm-hmm. And that's really important to emphasize how we do coordinate that in, in advance with NYPD uh, and Times Square Alliance and, and the agency partners because there's a lot of different moving pieces. Mm-hmm. I love that you mentioned that because we talk about coordination of the event, but even the coordination of messaging is paramount. So having the short code for our listeners, again, that's New Year's Eve 269 from Notify NYC. Messaging comes from the city of New York in addition to our partners at Times Square Alliance. So that's really great. Yeah. And 692-692 is actually NYC NYC. There you go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Tom, I got to turn to you. As we've been saying, this is a great event and there can't be a great event without great performers. So talk to us about the stars that are going to be there this year. Besides the ball. Yeah. <laughs> you took my answer, Allison. The star of the show is the star of the show is the ball, but yeah. we also have great musical acts. Mm-hmm. Uh, the ex-ambassadors are going to perform two songs including John Lennon's Imagine, which is always my highlight of, of the night. Oh, yeah. Uh, there's also going to be performances by BTS, Post Malone, Sam Hunt, Alanis Morissette, the USO Troupe, another favorite of mine, amongst others. So it's going to be a great night. Mm, Post Malone. Allison, what's your favorite Post Malone song? I think Circles. Circles? Mm-hmm. Okay. I like better really now. That. I like better now. Oh, well, you've, I think you've actually serenaded us on the podcast I, for that, at least once, yeah. maybe off air. I like to do a little bit of singing every Our now Our producer's and then. laughing because he knows he probably said <laughs> <laughs> um, And then Alanis Morissette, one hand in my pocket, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Wow, that's a throwback. So question, if you cannot make the festivities in Times Square, where can you tune in? So we want to make this event open to everyone. Um, and on our website, tsq.org, we host a six-hour commercial-free webcast of the full event, and you can watch on your mobile devices as well. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. And any last words from both Tom and Kevin, and not just on New Year's Eve celebrations, because there are a number of events throughout the year that Times Square Alliance organizes, right? Yes. Um, so any last words, one, on how people can get involved with the Times Square Alliance and then just on the celebrations that are coming up with? Uh, New Year's Eve. You can visit our website, again, Mm -hmm. tsq.org. We have certain signature events through the year. February is Love in Times Square. We have our our annual Valentine's event. Uh, We will have Design Pavilion will be in Times Square in May, Mm -hmm. uh, followed by A Taste of Times Square on June 1st. June 21st is our summer solstice. And uh, then we start the planning again for for New Year's Eve, where we continue the planning. Mm -hmm. We also have um, Broadway uh, buskers performing throughout Times Square from from May through October. So Times Square is great. There's a lot going on, and we welcome everyone to come out, not just on New Year's Eve. Yeah, I would add that the New Year's Eve event is is not just a one-off for us in terms of how we work with Times Square Alliance. Uh, we work with them on a regular basis. I can't uh, go on without uh, just mentioning that it's not just the external agencies we work with. We work internally here with our planning uh, partners in the emergency operations center uh, deployments. When we send somebody to the joint operations center at NYPD, uh, we, we send people there who are trained and know what to do and how to coordinate back for their responsive positions. So that's, that's something that happens along with a lot of our uh, special events. We do over 25 a year. Mm-hmm. So it puts us in a position of coordinating with a lot of different precinct commands, uh, borough commands, other city agencies, and we integrate that in with all of our, uh, our staff here in terms of what we do around the city all the time. Mm-hmm. And is there a blueprint for this type of coordination? I mean, 25 
special events or a lot of events throughout, throughout the year. Mm. Um, I would say it's some of it, most of it's in my head, but, <laughs> but there is, we do, we do follow a standard procedure for event staffing documentation mm. and uh, we're working a planning process now. You know, commissioners very interested in us uh, working with city agencies and uh, our event planning. So mm-hmm. we're continuing to expand that. Yeah, and it's really the co- the coordination and the relationships that you build with people throughout the year um, that really lends to uh, this spectacular coordination that you have for these events, right? Yeah, I think it's interesting because Tom Tom comes from NYPD, right? And and when you bring a partner in for events that has that familiarity and understanding of how the city works, it just, it's, it's value added on both sides. Right. Mm-hmm. So we, we appreciate that uh, a lot. It just, it doesn't just serve New Year's Eve. It helps us year round. Wonderful. Yep. All right. So strategic planning, strategic operations, strategic coordination, you know, at the tail end of it and the end product is, as Omar said, a spectacular event. Mm -hmm. So thank you both. Right now, we're going to get into rapid response time. And if you are a first time listener, it's simple. Omar and I will ask questions and our guests will give the first answer that comes to mind. If you don't know, now you know. You're listening to Prep Talk, the emergency management podcast. It's time for Prep Talk Rapid Response. That's right. It's rapid response time. Let's get right into it. Uh, First question, Tom, we're going to start with you. What is one emergency item you cannot live without? Hope and a positive mindset. Ooh, we've never had that before. I like that one. Yeah. Yeah. Kevin, how are you going to beat that? Well, I'm going to say if it's one thing, it's going to be my Jeep and everything in it. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds good. Yeah. Okay. In the spirit of the new year, what is your favorite New Year's themed movie or TV episode, Tom? Assault on Precinct 13. Wow. Kevin. Uh, I'm going to go with When Harry Met Sally. That's also a favorite of mine. Yeah? Yes. Oh, yes. What's your favorite scene? Um, well, definitely, well, probably the end, which is the New Year's Eve scene, which is my favorite one. It's also in my wedding proposal. So for all of our Ooh. listeners, so you can know a little personal fact about me. Yeah. yeah. And, and some tips maybe for those who might, you know, want to propose. Get creative. Yeah? Get creative. Okay. We'll see how many people propose on uh, New Year's Eve in Times Square this year. Oh, yes. I'm glad you brought that up because we got to ask that question. But before we get there, what is one New Year's resolution you have for 2020? Kevin, I'm going to start with you. Uh, I usually say my resolution making for New Year's Day, but that starts with a dip in the Atlantic Ocean for the polar bear dip. So I go from there. God bless you. Yeah, that that will, you know, you know how I, my stance on anything cold. So (laughs) Tom, be more present when I'm with my family. Wonderful. I like that. I like that. And um, since you brought it up, proposals for for New Year's Eve, what does that look like, Tom? <laughs> Throughout the years, we've had we've had different proposals uh, that that have happened, and it usually happens in one of the the viewing pens, and and you usually don't know that it's happening until after it's happening, and you hear the cheers, and it's it's very special. I remember a couple of years ago, two two members of the Department of Transportation got engaged on that evening and it was it was really a memorable moment a nice way to start the year and i'm sure a nice way to start their life together sum up the work you do in one word fulfilling kevin uh collaborate fantastic well thank you tom and kevin for joining us on this special episode of prep talk to discuss new year's eve and times square 
Um, for all of our listeners, we wish you a safe, prosperous, and joyous new year. We'll see you in 2020. That's this episode of Prep Talk. If you like what you heard, you can listen anytime online or through your favorite RSS feed. Until next time, stay safe and prepared.